Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Period. Happy MLK Day today. Oh, yeah. Happy MLK Day. Woohoo. Love that for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there'll be some things that relate to that, pertain to that in the episode. So, wait, MLK Day is the 19th, right? Wait, I gave it away. Oh, 18. Well, because okay. it's the Monday. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's just on that Monday. Um, well, hopefully, the country's still standing when this comes out. I yeah. mean, because okay, it'll be point. the 18th. So, it'll be standing probably for the next two days after that. I will be staying in the house on Wednesday. I mean, I don't go anywhere anyway. I mean, go, but I go to the grocery store, Target. You know, I won't be going. Yeah. Because my mom, she went to D.C. the other day. But she said it was pretty much empty going there and coming back. But she said she's making sure that when she goes to work these next couple of days or next week, she, she's not going to D.C. She ha- Oh, she has seniority, so she can, she has to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. You did you see? <laughs> uh, I turned on CNN alerts, which I probably shouldn't have, because everything be breaking news. But um, uh, the former incumbent. Well, I guess he's still the incumbent. Uh, released a little video that he should have released like months ago, urging people that violence is not the answer and stay inside. And if you are violent you don't you don't stand with me and all this other stuff and i was like we are living he's such a dummy (laughs) he's a dummy girl you would be enraged if you watched that video and and people were talking about it i never saw it and to say that it's like you literally people can literally pull up several examples of you directly inciting violence what do you never mind girl girl i feel like we're living in a twilight zone like we are literally Max, he can't, cause he can't get on Shopify now <laughs> I did not Shopify I cannot believe they banned him Pinterest too girl Pinterest. it's so it's so freaking good I feel like someone said is... someone said he on the toilet read a shampoo bottle <laughs> uh, I know he is beside himself I heard he when I tell you, I read that, I read that he is not doing well. I will pay top dollar to see that. I will pay any amount. <laughs> the viola can go. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I will pay top dollar. Listen, viola is a temporary. That memory is forever. <laughs> forever. Okay, top dollar. I can walk. Car can go too. Like you know what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him unwell talking about your love to go home. He is terrible. I hell, just, is hell too good for him. That part. I was the devil down there trying to figure out how, now how am I going to make accommodations? I was just about to say all of these folks coming in because what I got going on right now not bad enough. Like devil worried if he gonna get dethroned when he get down there. That part. <laughs> Listen, you yeah you can be president of something. And you know you evil if um if the purple dude was kind of like yo you know what for real like 
Mitch McConnell's evil behind. I ain't never seen. I mean, you gotta be evil if you look like that. There's no other choice. Oh, he just looks so greasy. How you Slick. greasy and wet? <laughs> Dang, I wish we had something we could ban him from. You said what? So I wish we had something we could ban him from. Right. Oh well. Um. Okay, news this week in the same. Actually, no, 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 never mind. Uh, okay, so the first piece of news this week, an organization by the name of Classics Arts, um, Classics is within um, X, um, they are a classical music organization that centers, um, you know, black people and um, I think they use the word Afrocentric artists in art. Um, they are doing a concert on February 25th at 7 p.m. I believe that's Eastern, but the link will tell you what you need to know um called roses in bloom and it's a night that's dedicated to black excellence and classical music or classical artistry actually um they're bringing in esteemed artists from juilliard uh new england conservatory manhattan school of music atlanta ballet uh nyu uh, school of the arts and harvard university for a virtual concert experience um that is going to feature many faces in the black classical music a community as well as dance um they're gonna be you know doing works by black composers and things like that um and yeah they have a pay what you can donation system for their tickets um so i will drop the link in the description to this episode so that you can learn more about the um about the event and make a donation if you so choose and get a ticket um we're still a bit far out you know from when it takes place so hopefully i remember to put this back in the cycle when we get closer to it mm-hmm. um okay next <laughs> shout out to mara for this piece of news um so the recording inclusivity initiative was just announced and mara she i forget her title what is it it's like executive something she she's executive execu- executing some duchess or something mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and so this is a initiative that was created by All Classical Portland um, in collaboration with the NM Boddicker Foundation and Naxos Records. Um, the initiative seeks to address the gap of classical music composers and musicians from underrepresented communities that make it into the concert hall and onto the airwaves because uh, All Classical Portland is a, a radio station. Um, so they have a nomination system for this. Um, so if you want to go nominate your favorite composers your favorite living composers and um i don't know you probably can't nominate yourself i ain't seen nothing but i'll link the rules and stuff but um yes for uh living composers there will be five winners um and the winners will be offered a week-long residency that includes uh in-studio recording sessions and a two thousand five hundred dollar award um, all the selected compositions will be recorded um, and published if applicable and they will be distributed by Naxos Records and All Classical Portland. So, Composer Girls, get your pins out. The deadline is February 12th, 2021. Um, and that link will also be in the description. Let me go, let me go write something. I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might could, you know, I could whip a little something, something up. <laughs> I, I got some staff paper over here. You don't even need staff paper. Anyway, you know the <laughs> fact that I still have. So I don't. I didn't bring my staff paper book because I got the real book staff paper. 
like the world mm. book is yeah and it's just a big old thing of sad paper i left that in new york it's in storage but i took a couple pages out when i came home in march of last year mm-hmm. um i took a couple pages out you know and i realized and i was just like you know if i need more i can copy these you know that's why i took a bunch um actually i only literally only took like five or six um but i'm realizing that i've had that notebook i've had that since my freshman year i have not even used close to maybe a 16th of that are you saying that because they always gave you handouts are you saying that because it's so large that the book is has a lot of pages i think it's a little of both i think i was expecting mm. to have used more of it but um Eastman also i'm not the type own torment and despair that part um yeah so, some of it is worksheets some of it is i mean it's a thick it's a it's a thick book but to go to four years yeah. of, you know conservatory i would just i would have thought that it would look like there was a dent in it and it doesn't but um what was i about to say the um lost it anyway haven't used much of it but um yeah that was just weird to me that i didn't uh that i hadn't used oh also i'm not the type i'm this type when i'm like taking notes i'm terrible at taking notes but like when i'm writing actually writing something and it's not music i'll like space it out so that it's on a different page or whatever mm-hmm. but like with theory stuff i just draw a line and continue um so <laughs> so it's like and I do that sometimes depending on if it doesn't need to be organized like if I'm planning something specific like a paper or something then I'll separate it but if it's like a to-do list or like a little one-two then I'll just put it put a line but for that so I'll probably have like two weeks on one page <laughs> music theory what never mind yeah okay so um Okay, so next piece is two little pieces of news from the same place. Um, these are both pieces of news from El Sistema USA. First, I just want to give a quick, um, this is the first piece. I want to give a quick congrats to Armand, uh, Dr. Period. Armand Hall. He was uh, recently named the chair of their board of directors um, over there. Um, and I know we keep, every time we bring up Armand, we like, we gotta have Armand on the show. Still hasn't been on the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's a whole bunch of people that gotta be on here. It's that we be like, we gotta, we gotta email, we gotta, and then never gotta. So, <laughs> right, using gotta loosely, loosely. Um, but the main piece of news is that they their uh, virtual symposium and seminario, the El Sistema USA, um, symposium and seminario is coming up in February. Um, it's from February fifteenth to nineteenth. Um, couple of keynote speakers. I'm one of them, but. Um, ah! but, but and I was I intentionally fame repute prestige wow amazement in fact watch ya why <laughs> never seen nothing like this <laughs> just Famous, You're and I'm boy. editing this, so all this gonna stay in. <laughs> ah! it in too. <laughs> wow, you see us here? Look at us listening to Delaney, a keynote, keynote speaker, right here. We heard it right here in the King's English. Wow, 2021 that year, huh? What? Whoa, I. Are y'all shocked? 
no nah, I mean I'm not shocked but I'm just saying like just to be a humble peasant anyway Katie, in your you know, presence Katie's the blueprint because I literally came up to Katie when because that's a whole thing with classically black that Don't, we had to do a couple of different times is like with contracts and like payment and like figuring that stuff out and I think that's a very mysterious process for a lot of people um and you know maybe one day when classically black like I feel like today we still have we have a better we have better footing because we've got gotten paid to do more things and I think mm-hmm. as you do it more you get a better you know sense um but I feel like that's something that we need to have a conversation about too about like just pricing and 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 stuff but Katie was the first person I went to and I was like how much would you ask for right but let's pull over because I'm confused because ain't you asking me just to ask like I don't, I've never been a keynote madam keynote keynotes anyway the French would say le clay keynotes so I'm in awe I'm shocked I am I am beside myself I am proud just to be just to be in your presence even virtually is an honor I take not lightly I don't know how I got here but I'm just so grateful that you would speak to me lowly me every week I thank you Madam Girl, Keynote, you trying, to, you trying to cancel the show every week, so that's, <laughs> that came with the truth. I thank you, Madam Keynote, for your consideration and your generosity. And wow, I wow, this is incredible. This is great news. Congratulations, y'all! Congratulate Delaney in the comments of the episode. And y'all, let's we gonna flood the comments. That's what anyway, we finna do. Hold on. So one of the anyway, so my thoughts um was that basically y'all put some respect on your own name because something told me to hold off on that and it just sent me a contract and it was more than I was gonna ask for. So Period. <laughs> Period. Um But that's not even the real news. The reason why I tried to skate over that part is because, like I said, I am one of okay. the keynote speakers. We know who and is what about the keynote speaker. The keynote speaker is none other than Joseph Conyers. <laughs> and so what can I say? My whole speech, I'm going to just tell you right now, my whole speech is going to be, I yield my time to Joseph Conyers. Okay, but let's reverse. The fact that you are on the same program as Joseph Conyers puts you in even a more elite space than I ever foresaw before. So this is, it's like a twofer. This is a Not twofer. A twofer. <laughs> this is a twofer. Girl, I am but a wow. speck of rosin on his bow. Okay, you want and you on his bow. The rest of us, <laughs> <laughs> where the rest of us at? <laughs> Annoying. Yeah, but damn, I mean, you done made it out the hood. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, Kino. so. Anyway, this comes. I'm just proud. Delaney won't let me be proud. I don't understand what the problem is. Can I be proud? I literally was sitting in here in silence while you was speaking patois at me. Who <laughs> 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 I am not. You been living this down ever, ever, never. Oh my god, this is a, this is a, one of many things to come. I am so excited. 
Imagine being imagine being a keynote. You won't have to imagine for long, sure. Girl, anybody. You was mind. literally just in Poland talking about giving Girl, don't do that. You love to bring that up. I applied for that. Did you apply to be a keynote? Did they ask you? Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer. I was suggested. Okay. That without and it wasn't your suggestion. I applied to go to Poland. Next. Period. And you were selected. So they didn't ask me. They didn't invite me. They're gonna ask you next time. (laughs) Ain't nobody gonna have my get up behind up there so I could be like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) What's up? I hope they don't listen to this because I have yet to get to the point. <laughs> um, and the point is this, um, that we all classically black listeners can um, register to be, you know, guests at the conference um, with the member rate, um, with the promo code that we have. It's classically black, all lowercase. Um, so if you uh, if you go to, I'll have the link in the description, to, one, to learn more about the about the symposium, and two, to register if you would like to. If you register and you put in the promo code, Classically Black, all lowercase, uh, it'll give you $75 off of their member registration. And being honest with you, I don't know how much that is right now. So Right, because right, you ain't got to pay for it because you were invited. I will be there, front row, as front row as I can get on my Mac. Mm-hmm. Now she, y'all can't even see me. Dang, I was probably gonna be a webinar. Dang, that's fine. I'm live. Follow me on Insta. We live streaming. Okay. Period. Not live streaming. <laughs> I should have did a pre. I I opted to do a live one. I should do a pre-recorded. Well, can't live in the past. Anyway. Um. Yeah. But that's that. That's my news. You might well end up somewhere right now. Well, you tell us, madam. Keep knowing what we're doing. Following your lead. It's literally your portion of the episode. <laughs> so I lead you. Okay, and I'm following. So I guess we're doing intermission. That's what she said. All right, y'all. That's so what all 114 of the episodes of the show say. Not true. Because we definitely. Okay, but okay, minus like two of them. Okay. Then mine is this one. What you want to do next? We doing, <laughs> we doing beast of the week. Not gonna answer the question. I'm letting this silence sit because you edited an episode. Okay, and we all waiting. We all waiting to okay. hear what you gonna say. <laughs> okay, so as Eleni said, and also as the government reluctantly says today is MLK Day, and um, we're going to play do a little exercise. So I asked Delaney to curate a 1950s. So I realized as I was preparing for this that this wasn't exactly clear. I picked 1950s because MLK was born in 1929, making him in his 20s in the 1950s, and I want I wanted to put him around our age. So curate a 1950s classical music playlist for MLK um which black composers would you put him on to so we're gonna do like a little put put, put you on type thing put except him put him on okay which black composers would you int- introduce him to and then I asked her to find three pieces by black composers 
that you would play for MLK to put him onto classical music? Want to go first? Sure. So, um, you know me tweaking the rules as I do. Um, so I didn't really tweak the rules. I do have three things, but they're three movements. So they're not like whole pieces, but they complete a piece. So we tweaking the rules. I mean, yeah, I still have three because usually when we say three pieces, like we might play a movement. We're not gonna play like if you pick yeah. three pieces and you pick track six, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sitting here through all four movements of it. So like these, all three of these movements just happen to be from the same piece. Mm. Yeah. So um, the first, um, first of all, the full piece is called Three Dream Portraits, um, and you know that caught my eye for many reasons. Um, it it kind of works out because it's three of them and um oh I see what you did dreams, but yeah um, keep me like you gonna have a dream in like ten years, you gonna have a dream and you gonna give a big speech. It's gonna be what's that? You know that movie that used to scare me. Well, you know that movie I'm talking about. Um, my friend Malcolm. I used to hate that movie. It's like it's about that kid who goes to the to the um Martin Luther King house in Atlanta. The museum that they made into out of his house mm, in Atlanta. I've been oh no, not in Atlanta. Sorry, I've been to the the motel where he was assassinated. Oh yeah, I, I, we went we went outside. My uncle wanted to go, but obviously it's not open. I'm surprised because you know, Corona doesn't exist in the South. Um, but and he like something happens and he ends up like going back in time with MLK and it's a cartoon. They used to play it for us in like first grade. It's freaking me out. But anyway, he met my, he Martin came with his friend or some other junk. People know what I'm talking about. My friend Malcolm. I haven't seen it, but good. I mean, it's, it's fine. I, I scare easily. So, um, okay. So the first, uh, well, first of all, it's by Margaret Bonds. Um, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. for soprano and piano, um, she wrote it using the text of three different poems by Langston Hughes. Um, well, I think we said before, Margaret Bonds and Langston Hughes were close friends. I think they even lived next to each other at some point. Um, but yeah. Um, so the first uh, piece, the first uh, movement is called Minstrel Man. And they kind of like progress. Um, like, I don't want to say like, when I say bad to good, I don't mean quality of music. I mean like subject matter. Mm-hmm. yeah so like minstrel man and then it gets like happier i guess <laughs> is what i mean um so i'm gonna play the first movement of that and let me tell you something about this first of all this recording before we get on like i said it's for soprano and piano the soprano on um the track is icy simpson but the pianist let me tell you the it's pianist is dr Tina mckay because i know McKay. that L- <laughs> what can she do I bad. Listen, so here goes uh, the first movement, Minstrel Man. Because my mouth is wide.
instead. Okay, so the first piece I'm going to talk to MLK about is William Grant Still's Afro-American Symphony. Now, I, this this piece has come on the show quite a f- few times. It also came up in um, when we did Put Me On with uh, Danielle Delaney's sister. But this is one of my favorite pieces to play for black people because of who William Grant Still is and, and his contributions to classical music as a whole. Um, but also because it just feels black um, and it feels familiar even in a genre that doesn't seem like black people would do it or whatever to people on the outside like black people on the inside of classical music we know we do this but like people be surprised I remember when I first like um showed interest in Sigma Gamma Bro they were like you do what now they pay you for that you know so people just don't know what's going on but um this is uh the first movement my favorite movement um longing uh by William Grant Still Afro-American Symphony if my volume was up that would help okay here we go You know, MLK was a ice cold brother, a member of A5A Fraternity Incorporated. You might control that. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, put that on at the function. <laughs> All right, so my uh, next one is the second movement, Dream Variations. Um, and this movement is quite literally about freedom. So um, uh, I thought this would be a really good thing to, to play for him, um, especially because of like it's I think that Margaret Bonds incorporates that not only just through the text I mean she doesn't write the text but um uh but through like she had the basically just text painting mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like I'm over here <laughs> trying to overcomplicate his text painting but also want to be inclusive if you don't know what text painting is it's basically when like the musical elements reflect what the text is saying mm-hmm. so My next one is Elite, okay, Elite Syncopations by Scott Joplin. Every once in a while, I get into my little 
old timey mood. Like I've been on the Ella Fitzgerald kick recently. Like I just be listening to Ella Fitzgerald like all the time. Um, so every once in a while I turn a rag on too, and um, yeah, I feel too. like this is. You said what? I said yeah, me too. Yeah, be hitting boy. Um, and yeah, so I will I will play him. This one's one of my favorite rags. you doing that that thing you got on my nerves oh, i can't even see you because you know my, oh. my computer been my computer been acting full today and so i'm afraid to even pull anything up on this while we're on here <laughs> that dance where you put your uh is, it's probably yeah the hand on your forehead Are you, okay where did you get that from you get that from that video of that guy i who saw has, you do it oh <laughs> <laughs> i think you said your cousin do it I hate the Gen Z's. Not not like the old Gen Z's, but like my cousin. You know the yeah, young Gen. They get on my nerves with that. <laughs> they get on. You see me? I hate them. I mean, but <laughs> but uh, I, this this dude that I, he has to be in the Philippines or something, and he has got, gotten really popular on TikTok because he be doing like all these dances, and he be he be so good. He looks so good. Um. Anyway, I thought you got it from that video because I post like every single like I, weekly. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So my last one. That that's the reason why I said he could say I too have a dream because the last movement is called I too. So I forgot. <laughs> I just went. <laughs> I was yeah. like, uh. Anyway. Yeah. Period. I remember this poem. My mom used to read like Langston Hughes to us, but that's so cute. Um, I know. I remember because I was just like, I, I know this poem. Like I, I know it because <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that I'll sit at the table when company comes. Period. And nobody gonna say nothing. Didn't Vina <laughs> sing this? She might have. She I might feel that's she what probably did. Yeah, this is where it, it sounds uh, familiar to me. Vina sang this, and she used to read this one in uh, Crystal Stair. Mm. Low key depressing, but yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I mean, you were a child. You were sitting through poetry. 
Okay. Yeah, it was like you know, like a bedtime story type of thing. Because mm-hmm. I think we had a book of it. Mom. <laughs> no, I don't care for poetry. I don't know why. Okay, Def Jam. Remember the? I, remember like the the Def Jam poetry thing, like in the early two thousands, mm. like when that was in style. Like that that stuff be kind of good. Okay. So my last one that I'll play for <laughs> MLK would be uh, Price's uh, Piano Sonata sec- uh, in E minor second movement. I have mentioned this piece before. It feels like a warm hug. It feels black. It feels like familiar like you already know how it goes before you listen to it like and not like in a patronizing way of Price's music but more in a, like a familiarity that you don't but that I as a black musician don't always feel when I listen to a piece for the first time so um that's what I really liked about this and of course um I don't have this one but I mentioned her on the show she was a black excellence Dr. Samantha Jay like she does extensive mm-hmm. work in researching Florence Price um and that's a uh, great person it's not her recording but uh actually let me find it real quick so uh dr samantha j was a black excellence a couple weeks ago she has extensive she has done extensive research on florence price um and this is her recording of it um of florence price's piano sonata and e minor second movement I think I said this before um when I've played this before is that it feels like if it sounds like what the keyboardist at my church does underneath the pastor like when my pastor is uh about to preach or about to end service just fooling around and it's just like yeah makes it just feels familiar mm-hmm. okay to wrap this segment up um I asked Delaney to pontificate on something problem what do you think MLK would say about the state of our country right now told (laughs) y'all I said y'all still on this (laughs) you heard what I said like I feel like I feel like you would be disappointed and saddened by the strides white people still go 50 plus years after his assassination to hold a white supremacy in this country. Like, I feel like that would sadden him. That y'all really voted President Trump into office. That it takes white people extremes to make to make change. Everything gotta be an extreme. Every single thing. It can't ever be like, hey, you know systematic racism sucks. And the white people go, you know what? It does. And then that's it. It's always like George Floyd has to be murdered or the white people got to rush the Capitol building. It always has to be like some extreme thing. And it's annoying. It is so pathetic and annoying to 
to be a part of to witness to witness the double standards in this country and i feel like he would be saddened by that because it was like it's the same stuff mm-hmm. just different different forms i think there's a lot of things that have been crossed off of his list but there are a lot of things that have just taken a different form yeah you know and i feel like i feel like the the events at the capitol last week would not have surprised him oh yeah they were still lynching people when he was alive so yeah i mean they still lynch people now too so but you know i more, mean more so like than in different more ways. so and more yeah. and more publicly i feel like i should just wrap it up because not y'all still a guillotine in 2021 what was it oh no it was a gallows oh i thought it was a guillotine it was gallows is the thing that you hang people on oh i thought it was a guillotine no the guillotine is the thing that chopped yeah the thing off. i thought it was, i thought it was a slicey thing that's what i thought it was <laughs> i think I was like, like, the guillotine a... uses a gallows but what makes it a guillotine is the blade i think yeah that's what i thought it was i didn't i didn't see the picture but they put they hung a noose on it yeah so oh um, good and they're they gonna do it to white people white people will fight white supremacy to the death it's like their favorite attribute. Okay. Love that for you guys. And I just feel like, I mean, you know, God's plan and everything. But I just feel like 2020, you literally missed a perfect authentic cadence. Now, now we got a deceptive cadence. It's going it's something, something to pop off in the middle of 2021. Or like, like we thought, because, you know, in 2020, they were like, yeah, God's rock wrapping this up. We done, we done. But now here we are in 2021. Somebody so made I feel it. like he 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 going for the deceptive cadence because there was a PAC right there. You know, you know, my people love a good amen cadence. No, um, you know how like how gospel songs when they don't want to end, <laughs> <laughs> like in the sanctuary. Yeah, <laughs> man, you don't know what we doing it again. You don't know, and then they do it again. What was I going to say? I was going to say, um, somebody made a TikTok in 2021 where like they tiktok is a vile app i mean it's fun but anyway so they they like uh did it like as aliens or something i don't know and they like went ahead into the future and they were like oh the the invasion didn't happen yet or like oh the meteor didn't strike yet oh okay and people are like what the heck like i mean if a meteor struck that'd be wild huh I'm sure we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be fine. Everything's gonna be great, grand. Nothing that for us. Um. Oh, right. but last thing, I just want to say, when you asked this question, you said like, what would he, what would he say at the set of our of our country today? That's actually a Boondocks episode. Oh, for like, real? Based on that, like, in my case, he didn't die. He was in a coma, and he woke up in like 2009 or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we. We should do a we should do a black card episode because I've never watched the Boondocks. That, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't. I just watched it like actually watched it this past month because like the Boondocks, some of the seasons are are really like um, spaced out. Like I when I looked up and I saw the last season came out in twenty like fourteen, I was like, "Are you kidding?" I had no idea because oh. the Boondocks started early two thousands, and I was still pretty young to be watching something like that. Mm-hmm. But I knew like I didn't get the humor of it. 
Yeah. Because I was too young to get it. Now, <laughs> it's hilarious and disrespectful on very many levels. What do you and even like, watch it at? It's on um, HBO. Oh, see. Girl, if you get it, you have to watch it. It's so funny. It's a Tyler Perry episode. When I watched oh, when it, I was like... This? I was like, I understand why he wanted to sue you over this. <laughs> because it was so deeply disrespectful that I was like, I'm actually on Tyler's side. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And keep it up. But I understand why he took it to the uh, uh, because <laughs> Okay, now I'm going to go seek it out. It's, it's very hilarious. And it's like very, like, it's just very black. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, it's just hilarious. Yeah. But um, Okay, I'm going to look it up. Because there's a whole bunch of stuff like, People will be apart. I don't want to get people in my DMs. So I ain't going to say too much on the mics, but it's a lot of things that, like, yeah, I think people it's like will come knock my door down. Yeah, like, there's certain stuff that, like, maybe I would think that, but Boondocks isn't one of them just because, yeah, like, if you weren't watching stuff like that, it's not, it's definitely yeah. not kids. So, but even though my, co- my cousin and my sister, my cousin who I, is eight years older than me, my sister's three years older than me. Like they will watch it, but it was just one of those things where I was like, "We watch SpongeBob." <laughs> yeah, you know what's not gonna cut that on. I can tell you that we're right now. My mom was still back when I used to think Family Guy was funny. Um, my mom was still like, even when I was like, I would say last time I watched Family Guy was I was probably nineteen or something like that. Mm. But even though she'd be like, "Don't be playing that in here," I'm like, okay. But I remember one time it came on, and I was like, I used to watch this. I was like, it's mm-hmm. not funny at all. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't allowed to watch that, anything. Sim- yeah. My mom didn't let me watch The Simpsons, none of that. Like, it I was, never watched it was... The Simpsons. I've seen but like, probably yeah. The Simpsons, but I've never watched it. Like, I mean, the only thing that Ina was right about, she, I, she used to hate that I watched Roseanne. I used to love Roseanne. I used to love that show. I was even excited for the reboot that it came out how wildly racist she was and i was like oof so she wasn't acting on that <laughs> show. i mean she wasn't racist on the show but like never mind let me not say that but like want to hear a secret okay Woo! so i have seen martin but i have not watched a a succinct episode of martin have i and from what I gathered from my experience of Martin being on in the room, when I have been in the room, Fresh Prince is a far better show. A Different World is a far better show. Um, My heart kind of beating a little fast when I said that, but I think a Black Heart episode would be fun. Like, we yeah, could do I mean, like. Some of this stuff is just like, when was Martin on TV? I was born in 1998. Like, come on. And I actually don't like watching old shows really i love watching a different world that's my favorite I, show though, i don't period. like because it'd be so crispy looking they do and be I crispy just don't. Looking. and also what's her name's voice not doing it oh um, jasmine yeah i'm telling you if they ever do a live action emperor's new groove she got that in the bag okay but that's not <laughs> fair she's like i feel like she got it in the bag oh i love her so she, much i'm saying that she would get the role that's okay a that's a compliment no it's not you know it's not <laughs> freaking isma she would get the role girl bye you know that's She's not a compliment a talented actress and she would get the role and but yeah the only one the only older Kadeem ones that Hardy i watched are the ones that i that i used to actually watch like moesha and the parkers i don't like moesha parkers okay I, I do not like Moesha. Mm-mm. What is there not to like about Moesha? Not just it's not for me. I also hate Family Matters. I think it's a terrible program. I think I wish they would stop 
acting like you know how you say people actually hate alcohol when that is that you no that wasn't you it was this girl this girl i watch on youtube says people don't actually like alcohol they just pretend it because it tastes nasty it made me think of you i feel like that's what people are with family matters i feel like people yeah, want okay. it to be good and it's not it's just not y'all let it go it's not good <laughs> i think a lot of this stuff is nostalgia that could be it with moesha yeah. i don't know if i would watch moesha if it were on today i mean i, I would, but um it wouldn't be the same without but also what i mean is if it came on today like from scratch you know mm-hmm. like not a reboot of moesha because then it might be nostalgia might make me watch a reboot of moesha although it would never be the same without hakeem r.i.p but um i just i don't understand what is that not to like and then the Parker is Monique is hilarious. Hey, Professor Ogilvy. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Mo- <laughs> <laughs> Man, she was so ridiculous. Yeah, it, dep- it depends. But like, where I would where I will fall short, a hundred percent, is the black movies thing. Like, I just oh, yeah, you know, I don't like watching movies like that. So okay, I feel like we might as well. We should just okay. We'll take a lashing together. I feel like. That would be cute. That would be cute. I'm cool with something. Because, I mean, I get motion makes me mad sometimes, but yeah. I mean, let me revisit. Like, when when people were riding the the, the wave, like, oh my God, my wish is on Netflix. Like, I was like, one on one was the one I, I needed. One on one was one of my favorite shows. Oh, for real? Yeah, that. And when the game came back, the game is messy. I just, yeah. I was not into the game. I was not the game was not for me I liked one-on-one but one-on-one was one of them shows that I don't know how to describe it it's like it's on and I need yeah. something to watch it's not mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it mm-hmm. you know if that makes sense like that's pretty much yeah a different world like I'm gonna I'm a watch it di- a different world is like my favorite show and I don't really even watch shows like that so like for me to say for me to say that from my point of view is like you know I actually like it because there's not a lot of stuff I watch again a different world is probably the only show that I watched the episodes over. Cause even like I was doing my cousin's hair when I was at home and she was like, Oh, I want to watch the crown. Like da da da. And I loved the crown. Mm-hmm. And the first episode came on. I was like, Oh, cause I already went through it. You know what I'm saying? And we got to do yeah, it. Again. That, that, that has a long episode. That's not yeah. something I feel like you could watch again. It's like a movie. Like, yeah, every, and every episode is a movie. Yeah. And it's like, very very long. I'm like Monica, you want to watch something else? Like, and I, and I loved it. I loved it so much. I just can't redo shows. I, I, I don't okay. know. It's weird. But I can only mostly because I can't have music in the background, but I can't have TV. If I'm doing like if I'm bu- if I'm doing busy work, but not because I'm a musician, so I can't. My brain is like, what's going on over here? But shows is just people talking, you know. That's true. But um, yeah. The sometimes I can rewatch shows one if it's like one of my favorite shows you know if if it's just something like i just want to revisit it or if i want to hear somebody's like like if i watch it like you know me and you will talk about a show if we both watching it sometimes i want to do that with my mom so like i rewatch love is blind with her yeah i can see that but shows i feel like i guess what it is is like i guess a different world is like one of the sitcoms i actually like and they're short i feel like shows that i have to go on a journey with you i don't want to go again mm-hmm. so like love is blind I feel like the circle mama, she hated what's her name Giannina oh Seattle who was she that? hated her. it was hilarious that whole she was so extra that whole thing man we took do we do it we did an episode on love is blind after Delaney I'm full disclosure so Delaney texted me a couple days ago she was like 
So the girl that is doing casting for Lois Blind, her DMs are open. You gonna go? And I was like, girl, if I get on TV and the people at my church stop me talking to a wall. <laughs> Uh, uh, I can't see myself doing that. We just got to be alone. Yeah, I can't I see do. that. And then Two things I don't want that bad: fame or man. So, but I mean, <laughs> men are never mind. But um, and also like apparently because you know when I when I like a show I'll do research behind it. So like apparently they're filming for hours. Like their whole their job was to match with somebody. That's what that was their job. So they're filming for like eight hours a day, and then it's gonna take bits of that. I don't like that. You yeah. have no control. They said uh, I followed Lauren. They got they got kind of boring, but I followed Lauren and Cameron on IG, and they were like, "Oh, we didn't know what it was gonna look like until it came out," and I was like, "Absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not." Mm-mm. Yeah, especially because that's what what's her name said Amber, the girl who people she was a lot. I mean, but she was but, viral. I mean, girl. She was in the worst one. What's her name was the worst? Wait, which one's Amber? Amber is the girl who ended up with what's his name? With the one who didn't have no oh, job. Oh, I thought no you meant the other one. No, her. 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 I forget her. Jessica. Yeah, she was. Mm-mm. But Amber, she said that she didn't like the way they cut it because she they had that talk about money, and she basically she was like, I, I don't I work to live, not live to work. But I'm like, you also don't work because you don't have a job. So. <laughs> <laughs> not true and she said she had a ton of student loan debt with no degree a ton of credit card debt because she bought a bunch of makeup and i'm just like <laughs> what but she said they took that. I, I don't know what context that could have possibly been around that that would yeah. make it different but they probably you know sometimes they make the bad outweigh the good you know they can mm-hmm. skew things they can skew stuff right yeah. jessica was an absolute freaking miss she just was, some <laughs> drinking too much you gave your dog wine why she was a, she was unstable, but it looks like she got a man now. So, oh for real? Mm-hmm, apparently so. Dang, you gotta love her because you watched that show and still dated her. Because it's some truth in there somewhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you know, but maybe seeing herself on screen probably brought some growth That's at true. her big age. But anyway, I'm not growing from a program. I'm not doing that. Can you imagine? I'm not growing from international humiliation, but. Uh-uh, I ain't it. Well, ready to move on? Yep. <clears throat> okay, so one thing that has been circulating Blue Ivy's internet this week um, was Jasmine Sullivan's new album called Hotels. That's H-E-A-U-X. Um, cute little sp- uh, French-inspired spelling of that. Um, it released on January 8th, 2021, and it was so popular. And then I finally, I'll talk about this later, but sometimes for me, like, it's not really FOMO for me. It's more like if everybody's talking about something, I want to be abreast. Mm-hmm. So everybody's talk- everybody <laughs> on my timeline is talking about hotels. And normally when people talk about stuff a lot, like, I just want to see what people are talking about. I just want to see what it is. This happens with, um, like, a couple weeks ago, everyone was talking about Giveon. Giveon, Giveon, Giveon. So he sounds like, like he got stuff in his mouth when he's saying. You know what? I listened to a couple of his stuff, and I, I liked a couple. I, I saved a couple of them into my to my um little library or whatever. I liked a couple of his, his things. Mm-hmm. It's not overwhelmingly my style, but I like, sometimes I like sappy stuff like that. So, 
Um, I don't know what he. They say he do R and B or something. I've heard like clips of him singing. I just know like he sounds like he got something in his mouth. I don't like that. <laughs> you and the mouth, because I remember I tried to put you on the friends on you like I don't like friends. She sounded like she got cotton balls and I'm like, oh friend. I, 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 I she love friends. She sounds like she got cotton balls in her mouth. I don't know. Um so this is what I, what I hotels and then uh, I'll get to what how this possibly ties into class but just trust the process because we did an episode on WAP. Okay, so just trust the process. <laughs> Okay, so she released it um, 2020, uh, last week, January 8th. Um, Jasmine Sullivan, if you don't know, she's an R&B singer. And I originally thought the hype from her album was because she hasn't released one since 2015. I thought people were just happy for her to be back. I had no idea what I was going to get myself into. I mean, Jasmine uh, Sullivan... If, like they said on the read that she's criminally underrated and i and like because we're not gonna act like she didn't give what she gave on fearless and love me back like i just <laughs> we're not gonna act like she didn't jasmine sullivan is just like a masterful artist yeah like Ridiculous. i had no idea because this is like my first i've heard her stuff but she's not saved on any of my things i don't she I might have one of her songs probably the one you just named on my playlist because i like the vibey oh those were albums but, oh, my bad, man. But I like my Busting Windows. That's one of a very popular one of hers. Oh, yeah. I like the vibey woo woo songs, the, the Summer Walkers, the Janae Aiko. Like, that's kind of like. If I. Other albums aren't actually like that. They're very different from Hotels, actually. Because she can, she can, she's one of those that can blow. So, like, you know. No, I imagine that Hotels was. I, I, I imagine Hotels was unique. I'm just saying, like, I like. Like one of the songs, one of the songs that I actually like fits into like that jazz, like that, that Janae Aiko vibe. That's the type of stuff I put on if I'm working on something where mm-hmm. it's not too loud. I could just like have it in the background. I play Janae or Summer, or whatever. Um, so I watched the interview, um, of Jasmine about this album. She was talking about like how there's like this new there's this new age of women being like sexually liberated and who don't keep their sexual freedom quiet. And this is like, she was inspired by Lizzo, of course, Cardi B and Megan. Um, and she was talking about how like women spend so much of their time, like fighting, like fighting against like what makes you who you are. And she just really wanted to liberate women. And that's kind of the idea and like her inspiration for this. Um, so this album, what what made it curl around to classical music for me is the fact that it's almost like art song. She has uh, spoken word tales from six women. Um, some of them are confessions or stories or whatever. And then they're followed out by songs that flesh them out as characters. But the songs, even though like she ties them together really masterfully, like it really just tells, like her storytelling in this project is phenomenal. Um the songs stand alone like they they are she released some of them before the album came out so they stand they're standalone songs um so i just went to it like one of my things where i was just like you know what i'm just gonna listen to this since everybody talking about it. i can't every other every other tweet is about hotels i was like you know what let me turn it on and i was i texted Lenny, like you want to do this you want to do something <laughs> on this <laughs> um because it was it was just uh it was just really really good what what, what were your uh thoughts on this and your initial reactions 
Delaney, from what I, I surmise, Delaney's obsessed with this album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like I can literally cannot go to sleep. I can't turn it. I can't turn it off. I can't turn it off. Um, I feel like when I first listen to stuff, um, like I usually don't have immediate reactions. The first mm-hmm. time I listen to something, and I feel like I really only had an immediate reaction to one of the songs when I first. Um, not that I had a negative reaction. It was just like I don't know. I'm just listening for the mm-hmm. first time. But anyway, once I once I saw you know hotels was coming out, I bought the album because you know I don't I don't use Spotify, so I don't usually like stream mm-hmm. stuff. So I bought it. Um, because I'm like, even if first of all, there's no way I'm not liking a Jasmine Sullivan album. But two, even if I didn't, by some you know miracle, I didn't like it. I owe Jasmine Sullivan well over ten dollars. So. <laughs> I'm not, I ain't gonna lie. I was actually surprised that you were listening, since you don't like to listen. You don't tend to listen to newer artists. I was like, that's what I was very gonna, surprised. That's what I was gonna say. Like, that, and you reminded me actually. I was gonna say that I usually don't listen to stuff as it comes out, and I'm like, there's really no reason for that. I kind of just fell into that, and I'm like, why not stop now? Like now, I can just I can listen to her album, and maybe next time somebody comes out with something, I can actually like just get back on the mm-hmm. wave of listening to new releases because. No use in staying in 1960, Delaney. Because it really be all the way back there. It's funny because I literally have three books right here about one. It's a trilogy and it's about soul music in 1967, 68, and 69. See? <laughs> it's literally right here. And here's a, my Motown encyclopedia. <laughs> it's a, it's Just literally right deep. Here. But, um, um, yeah, so I bought the album and I was like, listen. Um, there was something else I was gonna say about it, but yeah, obviously I love the album. It's mm-hmm. yeah. So, what's your favorite song on on the album? If you had to pick one, so my favorite my favorite song is on it. Um, that was the one that I had the initial reaction. I was like, what? But also because the song is pretty explicit, so <laughs> it's like um i think it's also like kind of you know your ears perk up you know because you're you like oh okay period jasmine um but yeah and that one's featuring uh featuring ari linux mm-hmm. but if i had to pick my top favorites are on it and bodies but yeah you want to play a little either mm-hmm. i'll play i'll play bodies just because it's not as the the album track mm-hmm um, hold on. What did you buy it on? Oh, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, I wish I could remember what else I was gonna say about it, but yeah. This is uh, I'm gonna play Bodies. This is the first, the intro to the album. So, do you want to play your favorite um, story or a, a snippet of that so that people can get a feel for it, that it's literally like 
there's a title track and then there's a story and a song and a story and a song like that's basically like the the outline she follows mm-hmm. um and the let me see this one is pretty short it's about a minute long so i might it we'll see but this is donna's tale this is my favorite one because it's kind of funny Oh yeah, this one. Women think, oh no, I don't trick, I don't hum, I don't do none of that shit, bitch. Every time you sleep with, even if you're married, you have tricked in your fucking marriage. You have sex because you know your husband is going to give you what the fuck you want the next day. Girl, I gotta give him some so I can get this. No, no, you, you fucking hoeing. They write about it. She write about it. She write about it. She Yeah, I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but it's only like it's like a minute into seconds yeah. long. But yeah, my favorite song on this album, um, the one that jumped out to me, I did. I think I listened to it three times. Um, is "Lost One." This is my favorite song on the album. It, it fits my vibe. Um, I think it's a little. I think it depends on, depends on how you interpret it. Because I read an interpretation, I was like, that is not how I interpret this song. Like I interpreted this song like. Because the tale before it, uh, Rashida's tale, is basically like Rashida had her girlfriend, cheated on her girlfriend, and her girlfriend left her. And she was like, dang, I'm usually one to get cheated on. And then it talk- and then this song comes on after it. And I was like, you can't tell nobody not to don't fall in love with nobody else. I thought it was like kind of selfish. But the way that a reviewer interpreted it was like, it was love that was lost. And I hope you don't. I hope you don't fall in love with someone else or something like that. And I was like, that is an interesting way to interpret it. I feel like I feel like one might interpret it the way that I read if you didn't listen to the tale before it, in my opinion. But here's my favorite song, Lost One. my attention like and and mind you like i'm not saying anything else before i didn't that would be inaccurate especially since like this is towards the end of the album but like just the vocals and the blending and the and and it's like you almost feel sorry for her 
<laughs> you almost that, that it's just so well done that you almost feel bad for the person singing it and it's just like it's really like caught my attention so today um i asked delaney um there are some themes that f- are present in um in this album um there there are some certainly some that are more nuanced but i just pick five love sex loss betrayal and dreams so i asked Selene to curate an album of five art songs they can be by separate composers doesn't matter um and each song highlighting one of these themes love sex loss betrayal and dreams um so the first one let's do the first one um is love what art song did you find for love well you know it's classically black over here so um you know art song means different things to different people um but go bending the rules on the first one i mean what is our song really? okay an art song it's a song from a song cycle yes it's and this bu- is my song song cycle that i okay. made with my five different art songs okay Okay, so my first one um, is by Alice Coltrane, who was John Coltrane's wife, um, but it is a performer and composer in her own right, and they um, performed a lot together um, before he uh, died, but um, the first piece I'm going to play in my song cycle to represent love is called I Want to See You, Um, and this is from one of her uh, solo albums. I'm giving Delaney a hard time, but this was incredibly difficult. Not some less difficult than others, of course, but in all, yeah, this was this was a music history paper. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, that's why that's why you gotta expand expand your worldview of art song, Katie. Oh my bad. Excuse me. <laughs> I just want to say that's her playing piano but she also plays harp quite a bit in her uh, music that's lovely okay uh, it, oh, it was that's what? lovely okay <laughs> you know, like, you say it like that <laughs> <laughs> like what you say with your grandma <laughs> Kwanzaa <laughs> now, I don't know why she imitated our grandma in that voice I mean it wasn't like that much but <laughs> I mean and that's it, exactly how i first saw kwanzaa going is exactly how it went <laughs> when i tell you them jamaicans fell out when i read the the yeah but you know what we made it and my grandma actually enjoyed it even though she don't want to admit it but anyway um my uh heart song heart song you hear me my art song about love 
um is oh perfect love by harry t burley we all know burley over here if you don't look him up because he's very important to the blacks and classical music oh (laughs) my bad okay that wasn't burley but this is (laughs) Next one, sex. Love that for us. I should have got an art song by Cardi B. You should have, because I did. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I did not, but um, I did. This this is my last one that may not be what other people consider art song, but it is. I don't even blame you, because I scoured Al Gore's internet trying to find (laughs) it. Yeah, and I had another contender, but I just didn't feel strongly about it. Um, but this is actually, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, popular music that has like classical elements and this has, you know, it has some strings in there, some acoustic guitars, some piano, all of that. This is from this one is of my- This is a finesse, I could tell. No, it's not. I'm actually, I actually like, I'm not, I mean, that's a plus. I would have chosen it anyway. That's a plus, but mm-hmm. I just want to tie it over. Um, cause it is, it ties into the theme, does. Um, <laughs> and also- I think it's art and it's a song. So. Oh. <laughs> and, um, and listen. It says, our song is usually written for voice with a Not piano accompaniment. Up the deck. And it has both of those things. So, and then and it says usually. So, listen. This is I'm by thorough. one of my favorite composers, Mr. Tremaine Songs, also known as Trey Songs. Um, <laughs> This is from one of my favorite albums ever. Ready, Trey Songs? Listen. Okay. This is a um what are you doing? Oh sleep. (laughs) (laughs) No, I understand how Trey Songs might have, you know, whatever you might think, whatever. But if you have not heard Ready, that is a perfect album. It's a perfect album. You know what? Why don't you take you need to take this out to the girls at the Music Theory International Conference? Like it is a perfect album. Every single I would say I like every single song on Ready through and through, even more than Confessions, and I wow. love Confessions. So that's a lot. I, I wouldn't say like I I don't like ranking things very much. That's a Libra in me, so I wouldn't say it. I like it more than, but I'm saying like consistently through. I know probably every single song on this album completely. Like, <laughs> but anyway, this is my art song. It's called Ready to Make Love by Trey Songs with a Z. Thank you for clarifying. Mm-hmm. No problem. 
I just want to clarify, love is spelled L-U-V. Oh, perfect. Everybody's always surprised when I say this is my favorite favorite, um, album of sixth grade because it's very inappropriate for a sixth grader. The first (laughs) track on the album was called Panty Dropper. I mean, depending on the school because. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, but. Because the Haven Middle School over there on East Prairie and Evanston. (laughs) Them girls was on a Meg listen but that's my jam alright so in drastic contrast literally okay. drastic no <laughs> you will see but this is not like a okay, not, yeah. not even to clown you but just this is gonna be hilarious so my song is called Come Again by John I was trying to get through it C-O-M-E Delaney Come Again by John Dowland, who is a Renaissance composer. Shout out to the um them little clown things that go around your neck and um and them little pants that we wearing and lack of running water and the stench. Okay, uh-uh. um the lyrics for Come Again uh are certainly explicit and um it's set over a melodic pattern pattern rather that climbs higher and higher before the sweet resolution at the end here is come again by john dowlin it's about sex we're talking about sex six here we go i'm sending this to passenger come again sweet love just now invite thy graces that What they need to do, um, his estate needs to sue. Was it Downey? Ain't that a Downey commercial? The touch, the feel, the fabric. Oh, that's a fruit alone. I mean, they might have, or is it public domain? Yeah, probably. It gotta be. It's yeah. written at fifteen ninety. Oh yeah, you said. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, touch. Does he even have an estate anymore. <laughs> that lineage yeah. might be gone. They was talking about all type of stuff, shafts, all type of stuff in this song. Girl, and that back was then? And back, uh, you know, they was rubbing and itching after. Oh, and the Gosh. smell and the... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Wasn't that lovely? Next one, loss. All right, so... You know, I decided to squeeze a little white composer in here um, just because it's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, one of the first things that came to my mind because I remember the f- when I first heard this piece or whatever, this movement of this piece, I remember I was like, yo, who hurt you? Um, and this is the second movement of the Brahms Violin Sonata number three in D minor. I was just like, are you good? Another song, another piece I could have done was the Bodice the Elegy, but I want to do this one because I was like, yo... And I learned, I learned, 
Okay. I later learned who hurt him. So. You know, I really might could do a soul G on a violin. That's the best song, that's the best song y'all can make. <laughs> that G be banging on a violin. I don't know what it is. That G is like the Sprite at McDonald's. I don't know <laughs> what it is because I got the same G on my viola, and it don't. But it don't C. sound like that. We gotta see my CD. Right now, I think I it's just a, maybe it's something about you knowing that that's like the lowest they could go. That is just like thank you, <laughs> like. It's something about it. Something about that G, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's built different. It, built it really is. It's built different. Got the same G on the um on a viola. Do not hit like that. Do not. <laughs> um, my next one is from Kindertoten Leader. The first one. I don't speak German, but it said it means it translates to now the sun wants to rise as brightly and basically it just talks about like how something bad happens to you and then the sun still rises in the morning and like depending on where you are in your life like that could be really like that could hit but um Kenneth Leader was originally a group of 428 poems written by um Rukert, um in an outpouring of grief uh, for the illness and death of his two children and then Mahler as we know is no stranger to loss and grief uh, he lost eight of his siblings um, there was like 14 of them and he lost wow. eight of them um, and then also the death of two of his uh, children later on eight jeez um so Mahler set five of them. I'm going to play a little bit of the first one. He also set this in D minor, which uh, is a notably 
sad key. So yeah, Have, that's what the last one. The Brahms. Is that what? The D minor. The what? The Brahms one too. That's an auto. Mm. And happy to hear Jasmine doing her thing. That's not Jasmine, just to clarify. But anytime I hear a noble or English horn, it's Jasmine. Jasmine. Or a flute, <laughs> it's Adam, or a trumpet, it's Peyton. That part. It's how it works. Every single one, even recordings before their birth. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one is Betrayal. Okay, so um, this piece that I picked for Betrayal is called Block Party. Um, it's by Marcus Norris. Um, Come on, cookout. Here. Right. If, I mean, and as far as contemporary composers go, listen, if you you gotta, that's somebody you gotta know, Marcus Norris. Okay, so this uh, piece, um, it premiered at the end of last year. I was actually there, not there, like, physically, but, like, it was an online premiere. Um, and I was telling you, you see how Madam Kino just be invited to I stuff? bought a ticket. Not you ruining the moment. <laughs> Not with the truth? <laughs> with the unnecessary I, truth, yes. Okay, well, I bought it. I purchased a ticket. It was free. I mean, not free. It was... But oh, someone purchased it for you. No. I mean, it was free for anybody to go. Anybody could buy a ticket. It wasn't free. But anyway. But well, anyway, it invited was deductible. No, they I invited just saw you it on Instagram. Because Jolene oh, was also premiering a piece. So that's why I went. Oh, they invited you. No, they posted it on Instagram to all of their followers, which I am but one of. So, oh, but you're the follower no, of their Instagram. Just a V. Just a V. Because so. you're also on the same list. You don't followers. know that. You don't know that. You don't follow Joey. I have to check. Okay, letting them know. Um. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's called a block party. Um. I chose this. It's 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 about a woman who's at a block party um and she sees a guy that she you know they used to like look you like each other but she had a man and then when she broke up with her man he had a girl and then now they're at this block party and they both single and it's like what's that? literally how every Tyler Perry movie starts <laughs> start much worse <laughs> um and and worse can mean many things when it comes to Tyler Perry movies. I mean, it's not always quality. It's also just like bad things are happening on screen. Okay, but he did his thing with that with Daddy's Little Girls. Like that's a that's what I'm saying. Like the quality varies on Tyler Perry. Very like starkly varies because he got some good ones. Daddy's Little Girls. Listen. That is a good China and McLean. A star. Such a good movie. She carried. Um. Oh, wasn't Gabrielle yeah. Union in that movie? Mm-hmm. Budget must have been high. Oh, budget was high. Budget was, high. budget was high um yeah but she sees this guy at the party and then she on his instagram find out he a trump supporter and it's like oh yeah. wait <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the betrayal comes in <laughs> oh my god Coming to your race loving that for you listen it doesn't matter 16 or 20 it's over <laughs> <laughs> but here's block party Since we were 10th grade, you've 
I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I was over here swinging. I like got, that. Got some seasoning on it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> okay, so um, my next one's a little bit of a stretch, but here we go. Okay. So my <laughs> mine is the Earl the Earl King Urconic by oh, Schubert. Mm-hmm. So um, if you know. I feel like the majority of our listeners have gone to music school, which means the majority of listeners have studied. Like when you, it's time to look at an art song. Yeah, your school right. gonna pull this out. It is I like just about to, that's the only reason why I knew what you was talking about because I distinctly remember the lecture on it. You either this is a this is day one of text <laughs> painting. Day one. I don't care. You could have gone to school, Juilliard, Eastman, Illinois State University, West Virginia State University. Day one. They pulling this out, okay? It is the most clear example of text painting. I feel like there is someone can fight me on that, and I, where I'm at with classical music, I don't know if I will fight you back, but you know. Um, so if you don't know what this is, fear not. So the Earl King is uh, an art song. The text was done by Goth, a, um, a poet, and it just tells a story of a son who claims that he see they're, they're going on a carriage ride and he claims he sees the Earl King, which is like some mystical spiritual being monster fairy thing. And the, uh, dad is like, Oh, you just seeing stuff. Da, 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 da. So they riding and riding. He's like, no, like you don't see this thing. And the Earl King is like tormenting the child as they're going on his carriage ride. And he was like, little boy, if you don't shut up. And then they, he gets to where they're going and he realizes that his child is dead. His son is dead because the Earl King killed him. So the reason why this is like I was saying about like why Delaney recognized it, why a lot of people will recognize this is the fact of, of how Schubert does this. So he has an ostinato, a steady thing going in the in the in the left hand of the piano. Um literally you're annoying. Uh, of triplets that signify the carriage ride and then like even though there's only one vocalist you have the he's doing everything so the narrator sings the middle range and then the father sings the lower range and the son sings the higher range and then the only time the astronaut stops um is when the earl king line comes in and whatever you can do more research on it it's actually really cool and, and if you want me to put you on if you want me to put you on on imslp there is an arrangement of this for a violin and viola and that's like one of the most fun things i've ever played because the viola the whole t- not the whole time but a lot of it goes it's like lit okay but here you said what why play it when you could well you know i have it right here and also jesse norman is gonna do it so we should respect that not gonna respect her we're not okay this is their okay. Oh, <laughs> 
piano carries this. Piano straight up carries this. Oh, you can sing all you want. Piano carries cool. this. Somebody, I'm gonna find somebody who's an upcoming rapper and tell them to sample that because I feel like that could really that go. was slab. Oh, you sampled that because listen, one thing about Schubert, two things about Schubert is this and his little unfinished symphony. Baby, we don't need to hear nothing else. That's Carousel sh- from that. What's a, one of his symphonies? I think it's the third one. Something like that. No, it's the ninth one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schubert 9, the, the Scarecrow, that also goes. He like, Schubert could eat off of them three things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to write nothing else. I don't care. Because I'm really too. Trout's okay to me. I ain't going to hold you. Mm-hmm. That's an unpopular opinion I have. Um, I know oh, is my, that under, do people love trout? I think it's I just feel like the girls stand trout. Hmm. I thought the girls stood trout. It's okay. Yeah, but um, I mean, I what, like. I would listen to. I would listen to it. Like if I were listening to classical music, if I felt like hearing it. Mm-hmm. Also, that's also because I've played it. I feel like when I play something, it's like I usually can make myself like something if I play it. Girl, we played some boom boom cack a couple uh, months ago for the. The new composers uh thing and by the end of it by the end of it i ended up liking it so <laughs> not boom boom cat i hope y'all caught that shade so annoying <laughs> okay but now you flip me off literally you can't prove it like girl and i think that's being generous but and i end up liking it a little bit so it's very hard for me to dislike from beginning to end and that's mm-hmm. why when i say i despise prelude to the afternoon of fawn i mean that with my whole chest with my yeah, whole Copeland. with my whole chest i that and hold on first of all i don't know why hold on it's not hard i can't play it i don't like that i do hold down a million times over before i do that wretched clarinet concerto <laughs> it's absolutely wretched I, I would do it. hold on a million times over before I did Prelude to the Afternoon with Fawn. Like, because sometimes it's not only about your part, because the the viola part to the to that WC piece is not is WC yeah is not hard. But I don't want to be in the environment. I don't want to be in the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Like around it with the fr- like. You know what I'm saying? I don't. It's not worth it. There's some. There are very few pieces that I hate. Hate mm-hmm. the test loathe. And it's going to be that WC. It's going to be, um, that's it, really. It's really that one piece that I don't care. I can't be that one again. <laughs> like, I don't know what it, oh, and you know what? I have a visceral reaction. It's very strange to that Hiroshima piece for viola. I will leave the room. I don't know. It makes that me the back of my Farindol neck itch. Or whatever. Oh, I hate that piece. Well, I feel like I'm about to have a, a seizure when I listen to some of some <laughs> that piece that I don't know. It's very weird. Somebody know what I'm talking about can tell me something wrong with me. But I feel like <laughs> I remember this girl played it on her recital, and I was like, that was the very reason I didn't go. I'm in the freaking camp hall. It's not even camp. What am I? Even camp is at ISU. I'm in freaking Kilburn, convulsing in the aisle because I had to come. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-mm. I don't know what's wrong with me, but that piece makes the back of my neck twitch. I don't know. Anyway, last one is dreams. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, so for dreams, I picked um, another contemporary piece. Loving that for us. Um, don't say Look me at you. Um, this one is by Joey. 
Um, Period. Which y'all ain't know is Clifton Joey Gidry third um a friend of ours and was on the hair episode um that we did a couple weeks ago but this is uh from their ep darkness is a myth which came out last year um which i'll i'll link probably everything that we play today at least from this playlist for sure um and i'll link where you can buy uh joey's ep but um this is the last uh piece on it it's called the souls that sit with me and um i don't know i just felt like it really like when I heard this is this I mean other than the fact that we're friends and I support my friends like I I remember you know some things are on your to-do list and I like immediately went to buy it because this reminded me hearing this um but yeah um I picked dreams just because like I almost picked this one for love um mm-hmm. because it's basically a recording of like their family and like just people that they um that they love um with music in it and I don't know, it sounds dreamy to me. And it also just seems like when you're like, when you're like just thinking about or dreaming about um, the things that make you happy in life, it just, it just reminds me of that. Mm. So this is um, the souls that sit with me. My Joey. <laughs> dreams by tt flow um and this is a setting um of a poem by langston hughes called dreams and yeah here it is oh i i, I could tell you the little words but she gonna sing them so okay <laughs> fun mm-hmm. one of those i feel like i feel like when we do a music heavy episode it'd be like really music heavy like it felt like the intermission and the the topic like yeah we've been we've been playing stuff all day mm-hmm. 
All right. Hopefully, we put y'all onto something. Period. Yeah, that's what we play a lot of good stuff. I should have did me some. I should have been more free with mine. Put some Meg on there next time. Oh, uh, you saw that? Never mind. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. Okay. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Brandon George. Brandon George is a leading flute soloist and chamber musician. He is a flutist with the Grammy-nominated Amani Wins and has made appearances as a concerto soloist with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, Albany Symphony, and the American Composers Association Orchestra, among others. Brandon has performed at Alice Tully Hall, Carnegie Hall, and the Elbe Philharmonie, the the Kennedy Center, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Jersey Music Festival, and the Prague Spring Festival. In addition to his work with Imani Wins, Brandon has collaborated with members of the Griffin Trio, probably Griffin, my bad, the New York Philharmonic, the Jasper String Quartet, and performed live on New York's WQXR with harpist Bridget Kibbe. Prior to his solo career, Brandon tra- uh, performed as a guest with many of the world's leading ensembles, including the L.A. Phil, the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, the Orpheus Chamber Orchestra, and the International Contemporary Ensemble, also known as ICE. His time with the L.A. Phil and ICE allowed him to work closely with some of the foremost composers of our time, including John Adams, Louis H. Rison, Steve Reich, mm-hmm, and George Lewis. Brandon is a graduate of the Oberlin Conservatory of Music at Oberlin College, where he studied under Michael Debost before receiving further training in Paris under Sophie Cherrier. He received. Who among us? Holmst. Who here? Someone? Anyone? No, okay, not, not looking around. <laughs> Imagine me looking around in my apartment and someone was standing there. Me? Like, what am I looking for? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. We're annoying. I have one sentence left. <laughs> he received his master of music degree from the MSM, Manhattan School of Music. Shout out to you, Brandon. Period. Be floating. Who among us besides Adam? Yeah, besides Adam. Like, hmm. okay, well, my piece of the week um, ties into MLK Day. Um, this is probably my piece of the week last year, too. Or we called it MLK Day, if it fell on me. Um, uh, it's called I Have a Dream. It's by Charles Dickerson, um, who is the founder and executive director of the Inner City Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles. Um, I've probably said this before. The Isiola MLK Day concert is my favorite one to play every year. Um, I look forward to it every year, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think I played in it last year because I had to be... I think I was moving into my apartment, too, so I went back to school a little earlier. I remember one time we went back before MLK Day, and I flew back for the weekend to play in a concert. Like... Hey. <laughs> Um, but he has a piece called I Have a Dream and it's the I Have a Dream speech um for that's set to music for um for orchestra and a chorus. Um and yeah, it's just lit. So hopefully I can find a recording. Um I there might be one, you know, there might be one. Um they're also actually playing it. I was gonna mention this in the news, but I they didn't say anything about having a, a recording of it. Mm. They said it was gonna be a live event. They're playing t- for the opening virtual event um, at the California African American Museum. And I'm sure this is on the program as it is every year on MLK Day. Um, but they didn't say anything about um, 
about recording that that's why i didn't mention it before because it said like register on zoom so mm. i don't know if they're gonna yeah. release a recording hopefully they do um and and also it's happening today as in the day this episode comes out not everybody listens on monday mm-hmm. and it's happening in the morning so mm. <laughs> but um yeah so i'll look for a recording but that is my piece of the week you know it's funny donnie you said oh gosh what I just want to clarify something for everyone listening. You said Home Among Us and you. You. I'm ending my thing. I don't know why. I've not done it. I'm ending it. And also, it doesn't matter if you end it because I still get to edit this. And that is fine. There's plenty of people who do podcasts alone. What say you? You have nothing to say? Nothing at all? No thing. Nine. Yet. No. Rien. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence, not you after I asked who among us and now you got the energy to do that. As you wish, Madam Keynote. Send it to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. If you are black, we encourage you to sign up for ISBM. What you, what you stop now for? What you stop for? I didn't stop doing nothing. What you stop for? I don't know what you're talking about. If you're black, we encourage you to sign up for ISBM. That's International Society for Black Musicians. You can do that at isblackmusicians.com. Follow us on all socials at isblackmusicians. If you're not black, we encourage you to donate or sign up for our newsletter. You can also do that at isblackmusicians.com. Also, to bring it back around, check us out at classicallyblackpodcast.com. I always forget to say that. All right, y'all. See y'all next week. Uh, Country for country permitting. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye.